Welcome to Notes from the North with Kyle and Sam. Well, welcome back to Notes from the North. Uh, second time this week, I uh, get a little bit of a double dose, but we've got a schedule that's been released uh, officially. I know I saw uh, some early releases uh, and here here we are. I know we talked a little bit on Monday, but now we've got the, the full picture or as full as they're going to give it to us now. Uh, yep. So Kyle and, us are gonna talk, Kyle and I are going to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, just overall thoughts, maybe some specific sections, things that stand out to us. Uh, but yeah, I know Kyle, we talked on Monday a little bit about you know what you knew the opponents home and away. You knew that uh, was mm-hmm. looks like a tougher schedule this week or this this year. Uh, any just overall thoughts as now you get the full picture in front of you, uh, what you think about this schedule? Yeah, I know Josh Fry wrote about it a little bit. He did some takeaway stuff over a couple PTSD, so folks can check that out if they want. Um, you know, the first seven, eight weeks look pretty tough, right? Like, you know, starting at home against the Bucks, I suppose, would be one of your easier games, at least from this vantage point right now. You probably feel like you're, you know, pretty easily favored. Doesn't mean you're actually going to win, but you're the favorite. Uh, but then you go a short week, you travel to Philadelphia at Philadelphia Thursday night football. Um that just strikes me as a just a ferocious matchup, you know, just so hard to envision them winning that game, frankly. Uh, the Eagles are so much better right now. Uh, and, and anything can change, right? Like, like they're, you, you, you obviously never cheer for this. But, like, if there's some sort of crazy injury or if there are suspensions, if there are, like, you know, that can totally change the outlook uh, of a season, right? And you obviously never actually want that. Um, ideally, they find some way to go head-to-head full strength and actually take them down in their home fields, which, you know, I'm not banking on it, frankly. Uh, but then you got the Chargers in week three, you got Kansas City week five, you got the Niners week seven, and then you have Green Bay week eight. Now, depending on your perspective at Green Bay, or on Green Bay, rather, it could be challenging or not as challenging, but it is at Lambeau, right? So that adds that extra kind of layer. So initially, those first... Yeah, first eight games, basically half the season, more or less. Uh, you know, I think could you get to four losses? Could could you could you match your four losses right in those opening eight weeks? They only had four all of last year. Um but right now there's just no way you'd say that they're favored win against the Eagles, Chiefs, and Niners. Right? You could very reasonably say those were three losses. Now again, you have to play the games. Who knows, right? Um, but if, if that being the case, then a, a loss to the Packers or a loss to the Panthers, the Chargers, and the Chargers are a good team, right? So it's just it's just kind of hard to say uh, how that initial stretch will go. But we'll learn a lot about Minnesota pretty early on, won't we? Yeah, well, it's it's always interesting because I think uh, again we sometimes we see the schedule and we can divide it up into chunks. And I think realistically, yeah. you make a good point that the first eight weeks it does feel like. There's a lot of difficult matchups there. And if you can get to 500 after that, feels like it would be successful. Again, I think that it's funny when you get to, like once we get after uh, week eight there, I think we could probably, mm-hmm. we'll have some different feelings uh, once you actually yeah, see right. the layout and what teams look like. But uh, sometimes we talk about this, right? Is like, 
Well, if you went back to the start of the season and you said, you know what, you're going to be four and four, you'd feel okay about that. And, and so I think you make a good point. There is an element where if you don't come out and win that game against Tampa, you could be looking at a quick 0 and two and the charges are no joke either. Yeah. Uh, like it's not like you're looking and, and you're saying, well, you know what, at least you have them like that. They can be a good team as well. So it is one of those things where we've seen Vikings teams in the past where they haven't started well. And if you don't start well in this season, it could feel like you've really dug yourself a hole quite quickly. Exactly. So, I mean, yeah, exactly. I, I think they're saying it's more in hockey, I think, but like, it applies basically any sport. You can't win the Super Bowl in September, but damn, you sure can lose it. You know what I mean? So it's like starting 0-3, 0-4. Does that 100% mean you're out of the playoffs? No. But, man, not many teams actually overcome that that hole, right? So that gives them added urgency. Like you're saying, week one, Tampa Bay, man, you got to start 1-0. You, you, like the games that you're supposed to win, you, you got to get them. You have to. Yeah. I, one of the things that I've interested by sometimes is that I actually do feel like it's an advantage to play some of these better teams earlier. Again, I don't right. know if that's necessarily always going to be right or I don't know if there's maybe some statistical studies on that, but I would rather play a good team as they're still getting into a bit of a groove uh, mm-hmm. before they really hit their stride. And so maybe that's one positive that you can take from this. Uh, the other that I'm interested by because we've had a few years in a row now where the bye week's been early, right? Yeah, uh, Like a week seven-ish bye. Yeah, week seven for three straight years. Yeah, and so, like, we again, you you know how that goes, and then you know that there's a lot of football after that. But like, with a week thirteen by, how do you feel about that versus that that week seven by? Well, I would think the players like it, right? I I think right in that you get that bit of a later, yeah, the later by like on vacation, and then coming out of that, you've got five games. Uh, three of which are against divisional opponents. One's going to be against the Bengals, which, of course, is pretty tough, especially since it's in Cincy. So it's going into Cincinnati, taking them down is, you know, again, challenging. Like right now, the Bengals are favored to win that game without question, right? So we'll see. But I, personally, I like the Week 13 buy. The hesitation a little bit is that, so Week 2, you have the Thursday night game. And the NFL, when, whenever... Or quite often when the NFL gets pressed on, hey, Thursday night football is not safe. Like you only got three days rest in between. Why are you doing this? And you know, obviously the answer is money. But um, you know, one of the common comebacks or, or details to remember is that hey, the players like a lot of players like it because it's like a mini buy week. And so yes, you have short rest, but then you have like I don't know, eleven eleven days or something in between, right? Like for your next game. So a lot of the guys like you have a really long weekend. And so, in a sense, you can kind of look between week two and week three, there's almost like a bit of a mini-buy if we wanted to kind of follow the NFL's reasoning a little bit. But then you kind of go from week three all the way to 13, where you're going pretty full tilt, right? And you kind of don't have that, um, you know, don't have that rest, right? So it could be a little bit of a battle of attrition, right? And I know that some of the concern is that, so let's just say corner. For instance, the corner is indisputably one of the 
most important positions in football, you can make the case that it's the most important after quarterback, right? So right now, the top three corners on the depth chart are uh, Murphy, Booth, and Evans, all three of whom had major injuries last year, all three of whom had to miss significant time last year, right? So you're kind of concerned about, you know, is there enough depth and talented depth, right, in order to actually, you know, make it through the season? And so you kind of look at a stretch like that, um, and think, man, if one or two of your corners go down, you don't have that bye week. You know what I mean? And and, and within striking distance in order to kind of maybe get some guys back to full health or close to it. So, you know, it's going to be, again, you told those initial eight weeks, that's going to be a test. Those initial 12 games and then how the roster as a whole and the depth that has been built, or in some cases not been built as much, um, how do they do? Right. How do they do? Right. And and yes, they, they drafted Makai Blackman. Yes, they drafted Ward. We'll see. You know, we'll see. It, it's just going to be kind of a kind of a fascinating progression. But I, in, in general, I think I like that. Uh, I like that. It's not week seven again. Right. Yeah. Just because it's different. You know what I mean? It kind of felt like three years in a row. Good gosh, guys, give us something different. You know, because then because then it's it's the inverse. You get that week seven by then you have your 12, 13 games or whatever finishing off the year and then you go into the playoffs having just been through that stretch so it's just been a bit reversed and maybe if you're a playoff team you actually like this a bit better i don't know yeah i i, I wonder what players would say and what they would yeah they would choose yeah. uh again yeah come come off the buy and then they're right into vegas uh so that's yeah uh, right that, that's intriguing uh so I guess I'm kind of interested for you. Any, any other thoughts on the schedule? I know I got, so we've got uh, five primetime games. Uh, you've got a Thursday night. You mentioned already against the Eagles, a couple Sunday night, a couple Monday nights. Yeah. Uh, interesting matchups there. I, I guess uh, anything to say on, on just where the Vikings have been placed uh, in those games. And against some interesting, uh, Interesting opponents on those nights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, gosh, it's Monday night football when they play the Niners. It's Thursday night football when they play the Eagles. So those two stand up, you're just looking at the clear-cut best teams in the NFC. Or sorry, the, yeah, the NFC, sorry. Um, yeah, and, and the Vikings are really trying to overcome them, aren't they? Right? So, you know, those games kind of stand out as being interesting ones. I mean, having five as a whole seems quite notable. And then the fact that... You know, week 15 against the Bengals is to be determined, as Sam just learned. You know, week 18 against the Lions also to be determined. Uh, so there's a chance there. You know, they leave that flexible so that, well, they could, you know, flex the games potentially. And that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to get Sunday Night Football or Monday Night Football because, you know, presumably there are other games that are notable, but maybe they get flexed the late afternoon, right? When it's a little more prominent or... Um, so they're kind of the NFL has kind of intentionally left a couple of these matchups at the end. Week 15 against the Bengals, week 18 against the Lions, kind of left them open-ended with the idea that, hey, if you know, if it's the final week and the Lions and the Vikings are duking it out for the North, we can put this in primetime. Like we can put this right and, and really kind of feature this. And of course, you know, you think on the Vikings end, you have Justin Jefferson like one of these stars, indisputably one of the great stars in the NFL right now. And the other end you have Dan Campbell. How marketable is Dan Campbell? 
right? His personality is so outgoing and brash and just seems to kind of work well with what Detroit is trying to do. I mean, there's just endless storylines, right? And so it's five, five, 10 games right now. If Minnesota earns it, man, they could push that to half a dozen. They could get to six, like, and in a six, single season, that is a lot of prime time. And then, you know, depending on your perspective, that might be good or bad, depending on what you think of Kirk Cousins and playing under the bright lights. So I'll, I'll leave that open-ended, I suppose, and, and not really comment on that, but yeah, it's it, there. It, it isn't. It, yeah, it's it's undeniable. You can't you can't ignore it, um, while also you can just figure out how much you believe that it's actually exactly. a factor or not. Uh, again, we're not going to be changing anyone's mind in terms of what they think about uh, Kirk Cousins, especially in May, uh, in those primetime games. But I, I always enjoy it in the sense that it's fun to see what other people think of this team when they're the only game on. Uh, that's that's when you start to yeah. see some of that national coverage of, okay, like what are some of these experts who, again, aren't typically going to be sitting down watching uh, a Minnesota New Orleans game in the middle of the season. Uh, yeah. Like what, what do you, what do they see? And, and again, I think there's one of the the pieces that seems to be really going around. I know that there's been some uh, player polls that came out about who the best players are, but someone like a Justin Jefferson right. is, yeah. is in that spot where he's starting to get this attention of, is this the number one wide receiver in the entire league? And again, Minnesota Vikings fans are going to be, uh biased Mm -hmm. towards that Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. there are some interesting uh that's an interesting discussion i think that that is one of the main storylines from an individual player perspective that impacts the the minnesota vikings coming of the season and those games those type of games are going to be the ones that uh that really put a jefferson along with the cousins in the spotlight Mm -hmm. yeah precisely precisely it's it's I I'm disappointed that we have to wait until week 16 though to see the Lions because I did say that was the game that I was really most looking forward to because of course you think of the division you think of the Lions and I I was hoping it was like week one right but Frigman the Lions are who who would have foreseen this the Lions and Chiefs open the season dude I didn't expect that right so like I mean they'll be fascinating to see how Detroit does I'd be shocked if they won but uh, probably gonna be scrappy as heck and. We'll just see what the game is like, right? Yes. Yeah. It it feels very much like a difficult start and possibly quite a difficult end to the the season. Again, you get three division opponents, and no matter how good a team is or how bad a team is, uh, I don't expect any division rival game to be easy. Uh, yeah, that's right. It, interesting spot though. There, after the that eight week chunk, you got Atlanta. Atlanta, you got. New Orleans, you got Denver and Chicago. And yeah. that certainly feels at this point of the, the season like the the softest part of the yeah. schedule. And even you could maybe, maybe make the argument that you've got Vegas after the bye. Again, I think they're a little bit of a wild card. Uh, but yep. that feels very much like it needs to be a stretch where you are winning. If you're going to look at those five games, for example, uh, for this to be a, a season where you're looking at potentially winning the division again, he feels like you kind of need to go at least four and one uh, mm-hmm. those mm-hmm. five games. Well, here's the thing. So, I mean, you just do simple math here. It wouldn't be that unrealistic to go into the buy at seven and five, you know, given some of those teams you're facing seven and five 
quite predictable in in some ways, right? I'm not saying that's how it's going to play out necessarily, but and then coming out, yeah, if you go four and one, man, you've had an eleven and six season. If you're eleven and six, you're a good football team, not necessarily top in the league, but you deserve to be in the playoffs and and show what you can do once you're there. And I think eleven and six in a lot of people's minds sounds about right for Minnesota. Again, they don't always fulfill our expectations, but you know, upon first glance, that that maybe is about right. So you're saying seven, like I would think that you need to go even more than seven and five into that bye week with what's after the bye week. Like, look, got- to me, I look at after the bye week. There's only one clear cut game where you're saying, "Oh man, there's no way we're favorites in that game," and that's Week 15 Bengals. Right now, I, I hear what you're saying in that you go three straight division games, and that's you know you you just don't know, right? Two of those games, though, it's worth noting: Week 16, Week 17 are both at home, right? So U.S. Bank Stadium. Who's to say at this point? Have the Lions got full blown Lion, and by Week 16, they're basically a pathetic team. You know, the Packers in week 17 with Jordan Love. I, who's to say, right? They, they, again, like it's just a wild card. You know, I don't think 7-5 and 4-1 and one is that unrealistic. Just off first, you know, fun first glance. I haven't really thought about it that much. And then if you add those numbers together, you're actually, you know, like if you were to pull most Vikings fans and you say, hey, you win 11-6, and six, you, you probably win the North with that kind of record. You probably feel okay with that, right? Like... Yeah, I, I'd be interested to see. I don't know what the latest, and again, I know there's lots of different avenues, but be interested to see what the line is in terms of Vikings wins. Like, I think 8.5. 8.5. Yeah, people are not impressed. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I, I, believe, say... I believe so. I mean, I don't actually regularly check these things, but I've seen no. this stuff. Don't, certainly don't take our word for it because we'd be the wrong people to ask. We've, we maybe are the last people to come to <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. for that. Also, uh, Google's your friend. Uh, but yeah. I was thinking that uh, I think realistic at this point, you I, I would put them at a 10-win team, like kind of an mm-hmm. over-under at 10. And, and if you yeah. say they go 9-8, I believe you if you go 11-6. and six, uh, Again, like you said, there is the, the division. And to win the division again feels like would be – a nice thing at the at the end of the day, yep. like you want to. Do you win. know the last time they they repeated as as a division champs? When I've, the last I've time had no no idea. Can you give us a guess? It's it's not like it's not ancient. It's not like back in the seventies, but it's also not very recent. If that helps you at all, it's sorry. It's not 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 very recent. It's it's been a, it's been a bit, well, been a bit it, since they've gone back to back. It's around like the two thousand and nine stretch. You got it. Yeah, oh eight, oh nine. Is it oh eight? Okay, I was gonna guess. So I could. I again. I for people yeah. that don't know, I'm not a huge Vikings person. I'm here more as the the NFL uh, person. But yeah, so that's he's a Vikings fan now, folks. You you know it. He's I a Vikings just fan now. Slowly trying to draw me in. Um, yeah, that's right. But and he's uh, you know, and Sam has made me a Leafs fan. I got perfect faith in the Leafs. <laughs> <laughs> so. That is the furthest thing from the truth. Uh, so yeah, it's it's been a while. Uh, so yeah. Any other while. thoughts for the, the for, yeah for the north yeah uh, no let's Frank let's let's land the plane there at some point Sam at this point anybody who's listening is thoroughly displeased with what we've had to offer so let, let's let's end it there we'll, we'll end it there let me you you gave me a little bit of trivia let me end with this because I was looking uh, I scrolled to the bottom of the schedule and realized that there's the preseason you've got yeah uh, that's right three games yeah Do you know when the last time that the Vikings won a preseason game the last time they won a preseason game oh my gosh. Oh, uh, Frank, been a few years, probably. So, yeah. So, so when 0 3 last year, when 0 3 the year before, 2020, they canceled yeah. with the the pandemic. 
So it's been since right. 2019 that they've actually won a preseason <laughs> that's, game. That's so, so wild. I mean, but yeah, anyhow, I won't even comment on that. That, that but that's just an interesting fact. That's kind of yeah. interesting. Yeah. yeah. On the list of goals for the season, maybe near the bottom, but still exactly uh, be nice right. to, nice to win something there. But yeah, yeah. we'll we'll wrap up there. Uh Cal and I, we're gonna be moving to an every other week type of mm-hmm. format here. So again, we're gonna put this out. This is Friday. Uh typically we're posting Monday, so won't be anything next Monday, but the following Monday in a week and a half, we'll have something. And then from that point on, we'll probably every other week until we get into something really well, until we get into something where there's actually news that it's coming out. Uh, so be sure to check back. But again, we'll be posting less frequently. Uh, we we want to make sure that when we're talking that we have something that's worthwhile to say. So we'll wrap up there. <laughs> uh, Greg, if that was our threshold, what would we do? We'd never have anything uh, to say. Well, Gosh. Uh, we're going to wrap up there. We're going to just... just <laughs> yeah, there you go. Say finish it off but thanks everyone for listening uh be sure to check back uh every other week but we uh we'll wrap up there hope everyone's enjoying uh the move into to summer here and uh we'll uh we'll be back soon thanks everyone